Hey, what's up? This is our first ever video podcast. Is this a podcast? Does it count as a podcast if it's on video? Is it a video cast? I don't know. Anyways, this is our first ever. What are the cool kids saying now? I don't know. Vlogs? Vlogs. But we're not walking around the camera. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is our fir- the first time we're trying to do the podcast on video. Um, I feel a little nervous. Three cameras. A little weird. But if you happen to be listening to this, uh, I guess we should start off right, right off the bat. If you happen to be listening to this and you're watching the video, I'll, I'll make a short link for you. Just go to um, go to web browser, go to dcva.us slash hacking concrete. Yep. All right. I guess I could say, and I apologize in advance if this is a little disjointed. Um, this is new to us. We didn't have a plan. We just sat down and went with it. So you're going to have to just deal with it. Uh, if you're watching the video, I can put like a title screen between one section and the other. But if you're, li- if you're listening to it on the podcast, it might be a little weird. Come on, people. Learn with us. But Grow yeah, with us. Just go check it out on YouTube. Hey, I'm Tim C. Hey, I'm Landon Blank. And you're listening to Hacking Concrete. Yeah! Hey, what's up? Episode 7 of Hacking Concrete, the first one on video. Today, we figured we would talk about this shop. And uh, I guess we have to tell them about how the... What did we say the title was going to be? The government is taking our building... The government, the government is taking our shop. Now what are we going to do? Now what? Now what? So how do we end up? How do we end up with this place? I mean, you brought it to us. You came up with it somehow. I'm not. I'm not sure how that all happened. We bought it from your uncle, but well, it all started with, started with my uncle. He purchased. It. He buys a lot of properties or whatever. And so that was. Gosh, that was a long time ago. Probably it was probably ten years ago. At least I don't 10 know years. when he bought it, but we we've had it for about ten years. Yeah, so about ten years, and since then. Kind of everything has happened here. Yeah. Mostly down here. Anywhere from making this table <laughs> to... We make all our countertops right there. Um, we make all of our samples all around the room. The floor here is just covered in stuff. I mean... Metallic samples here. Yeah. Uh, this was polished overlay. Anyways, this is where we make, make stuff. This is where we learn to do everything. We don't just go and learn on the job. So this is where we've learned to do everything. I would say. Right. And, um, you know, we really don't belong here, if you think about it, because if you look at where we are, like, it looks kind of dumpy here, and we kind of like the, I kind of like the way it looks, you know. <laughs> um, I like, it, it looks like our, you know, like a studio or whatever. It's like where we, where we do our stuff. Right. But we really don't belong here because, I mean, right there is, is the um, Comfort Inn. It's brand new. Right there across <laughs> the street is the only airport in Central Virginia. Um, <laughs> just that we don't belong here. I mean, Liberty University is right. Liberty University is right there. It's a bunch of other businesses right here. Sheets and a gas station are right over there. And then we have this dumpy little building. It's not really dumpy. It's awesome. <laughs> we have this this little building kind of stuck between all this stuff. And we've been stuck here for a long time because um, since we're talking about the government, we'll back it up a little bit. We actually had this place sold. It was probably six years ago. And uh, the day before, the, the, I guess not the day before, but right before it was ready to close, uh, Lynchburg City offered the hotel that was going to buy this place from us. They gave them half a million dollars to build up at the mall. So it <laughs> kind of blew our whole deal up. The government got us again. So now, got us the first time. <laughs> so now, anyways, now the government's taking it. This time, VDOT's taking it. They're going to tear it down. Um, we have to be out pretty soon. And we're kind of just reminiscing about it because it's been a great place for us. It has been. And I mean, there's... <laughs> There's a incredible amount of stories to this building as well. I have, I have some good ones. 
How many have the cops ever been here for any reason? <laughs> so, oh, so this is the deal. Maybe it wasn't the cops. It was the fire department. This was probably, well, it had to have been almost 10 years ago or 11 years ago, something like that. Anyway, we had, I had two guys working for me um, later on in the afternoon. Everyone else had <laughs> taken off. It was Jerry and Leon, right? Mm-hmm. So I left. It was Friday afternoon. I went home. I live about 10 miles away. So I'm going to put this in perspective of Jerry and another guy. So, so this is Jerry's perspective before he calls me. So he's sitting back here. Right there was a desk. And he was doing paperwork. And Leon was back here messing around. Messing around with equipment, doing things like that. But all of a sudden, Jerry said he started watching Leon come in and out of the back door. In and out of the back door. And every time, he was carrying a bucket of water. <laughs> and then finally, he started to hear, hear Leon say, under his breath, it's done gotten out of hand. It's done gotten out of hand. <laughs> so... So Jerry gets up from right here, walks over there to the door, and he goes like this when he walks out the door. <laughs> there was a fire about three stories high engulfed the whole area. See, what happened was there's a field behind the shop here. It's like there's there's the field. a field, and we had kind of been accumulating brush for some reason back there. For, you, for some reason, you didn't want to go to the dump. So you didn't want to go to the dump, so he brought the brush from his landscape jobs here and piled it up. <laughs> and, so, and so then we, uh, Leon figured, hey, it's a, um, it's a slow time. I'm going to get rid of this brush pile. And right. so it's at that point when Jerry walks outside, he calls me on the phone and says, get here fast. We got a fire. I'm like, a fire? What do you mean a fire? So I hop in the truck. And again, I live like 10 miles from here. I get about four miles away from my house and I look over in the direction of Lynchburg Airport. <laughs> And it looks like a mushroom cloud. I mean, it is a. It, it looks like the airport is on fire. Keep in mind that the airport is about 200 yards that way. It is right there. It's right there. So I finally get here. The whole way I'm watching it, freaking out. My stomach is in my, you know, my heart sunk. I'm sitting here watching this fire the whole way here. When I get here, I can't even get into the driveway. The reason why I can't get into the driveway because there's Virginia State Troopers in the driveway there are county officers in the driveway not only that not only that there are um county public works campbell county public works are in there with their sirens on yep i can't even get into the driveway the fire's going crazy and then another reason i can't get in there because traffic is bl- being blocked in this direction because they block the road yes because it's another tractor trailer coming the Virginia Forestry Department with a tractor trailer and a D9 dozer are trying to get in here to help yeah. put this fire out. I mean, it happened this fast. It's insane. A D9 dozer. I mean, I'm thinking I'm going to jail. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. So I finally get a parking spot and Jerry comes up to me. The first thing he tells me and says, says, this is at least a $5,500 fine, maybe even a $10,000 fine. And he runs away from me and goes back to the fire. <laughs> right in the meantime how would he know that because it happened on his grand on his father's property okay in the meantime dakota calls me my brother who's who's a fireman from lynchburg fire department right Mm -hmm. he said what's going on at the shop (laughs) i said i said i got a little problem because he's he's hearing things coming over the coming over the monitor or whatever he hears the airport call out arc one which I, I think this is what he said, ARC-1. And he hears Lynchburg do that. 
And he comes back over the radio and says, do not call Arc 1. Do not call Arc 1. Why is that? Well, Arc 1 is the tractor trailer, huge tractor trailer that shoots out foam for crashed airplanes. Oh, man. <laughs> so this is all going down. <laughs> he's trying to call them off. And this, this isn't it. This isn't over. So he's trying to tone it down. He, <laughs> No pun intended. Right, right. And so then he goes, and then we're sitting here watching the fire. And you got to you gotta remember. This so, is, what, so what you're saying is Dakota's putting out figurative fires and literal <laughs> fires. Yes. So you got to understand the brush pile, right? And in the middle of the brush pile is a bunch of bamboo. Mm-hmm. Do you know what bamboo sounds like when it's on fire? I don't, Landon. It sounds like gunshots. <laughs> This is true. This is so true. So he's he's all of a sudden he heard something come over the radio that possible twenty two rimfire gunshots or something within the fire. They thought it was ammo in the fire. I mean, a complete disaster, man. Oh, that's funny. How did that not make the disaster show? <laughs> you know, it's funny the stuff you forget about. That was so classic. It's done got out of hand. It's done got out of hand. I was out of town and I missed the whole thing. I didn't hear about it until I got back. And when I got back, all I know is that. What used to be a dump back there was a nice bulldozed yard now. I thought you did it to be nice. What were you saying? I forgot one of the funniest parts. While the fire was going down, we were watching it. And all of a sudden, we hear this. And we look up. And something is going up in the air. I mean, way up in the air. As tall as a fire. It comes back down and crashes down. And one of the guys had put an empty Heineken keg in the trash pile. And it exploded. (laughs) So all of that, right? All that happened. Yep. Everybody left, and I got a bill from the Virginia Forestry Department for two hundred dollars. That's awesome. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Insane, man. Insane. But that's just one of the stories. I mean, another great story is <laughs> all right. You t- <laughs> the first grinder right over there. The first grinder we ever bought. What happened? Oh yeah. I mean, just yeah. Right over there. We um. This is an old building, and it has all this crazy electrical stuff. So we actually have three-phase, 480 power. Um, but I don't, never mind. We didn't plug into that, did we? We had a generator. No, we, we got didn't know a generator. about electricity at the time. So forget about that. Um, we rented a generator for our brand-new machine. Rented a generator for our brand-new machine that we just bought. We just got it here from New York. And we sat it over there, and we hooked it up, and we're ready to go. And we uh, were like, so how do we, what do we do with the generator? And, uh, and I think that one of us said, well, it's made for big jobs, and it's supposed to be able to take a lot of power. We didn't know what three-phase meant, but for, for people <laughs> who don't know what that means, that's not available in somebody's house. That's only big commercial jobs that have, have three-phase. So to me, that means the most. It's the biggest amount of power. Turn it to 10. Yeah. This 11. One, this one goes to 11. Um, so we just looked at the generator and just turned it all the way up. Mm-hmm. And then we fired it up, and... Um, it was running, and, and we looked at each other, and you know, it, it that grinder had this really cool push button. It was like a, like a, um, like you're launching the the computer space shuttle or something. Yeah, yeah. So Landon mashes the button, and um, the the discs on the machine they went and stopped. No, nope, no, this is what happened. I remember this. <laughs> they did a revolution, and you went, yeah. Oh, funny. <laughs> you raised your hands up, then all of a sudden we started seeing smoke coming out of the bottom of the machine. That's no, right. no, all around the machine. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so we went and turned it off real quick, and we thought we could salvage it, but we didn't. So what happened was it was a 223-phase computer, and we hooked it up to 480. Yeah, that's twice too much. Twice too much. <laughs> and um, 
I thought that it had fuses and stuff. I thought it. I mean, how how is that possible? Why didn't like the fuse blow or something? Oh, it had a fuse, a five thousand dollar fuse. Yeah, it blew up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Why? It just blew straight that, up. Why is that even possible? I still I don't know why that's possible. I never used it, and all of a sudden we're broke anyway, and we hit five thousand dollars right there. Boom. Yep. But on the bright side, it was a brand new machine after that. Brand new. True. So we got a new computer, and it was, um, yeah, five thousand dollars. <laughs> That's just a couple of things, man. It was so heartbreaking. We were all excited about our new business. So heartbreaking. And I mean, 15 seconds into it, we're done. <laughs> so <laughs> typical. Yeah. So typical. Right here, we did the first ever metallic epoxy sample. Yep, that's right. And and it was so clean. It was the only cleanest spot in the shop for a long time. <laughs> that's right. And so that's your air, that was your area for a while. Yeah, that's <laughs> I don't like to get dirty. That's not a secret, if you know me at all. No, no, no. And um, I was going to say that. Yeah. So it's kind of funny that like all the samples we've done. There's one here. There's one over there. There's you know ten up and down there. Every time we do a sample for about a week before it gets dusty, that's where I'll stand when I change my clothes. <laughs> like, cause I wear you know I dress nice and then I put rags on for the job and then I'll change back to dressing normal again. And at some point in my um, early twenties, after I was working for my dad and I was wearing rags to work every day. You know, because you're a kid, you don't want to mess up your new clothes. So I have my school clothes, I change into rags, and I work. But I didn't like doing that. Like, I looked like a bum. <laughs> so I just got into this habit of I always have clothes to change into. I always, I'm just tired of looking funky all the time. So I always use the samples, like little shiny spots. Wherever there's a shiny spot is, at the end of the day, that's going to be me standing there changing clothes. I guess with a lot of samples we make, too, is that the thing about it is that a lot of time it has to be temperature control, and this mm-hmm. place is heated. Um, I don't know if we'll have a new place that is heated. But for example, like we're always doing like overlay samples. Like there's this this R deck sample right here. Hold on. Mm. So, so this is R deck feather finish, base coated in the feather finish, and then all these different mahogany, charcoal, cowboy hat, charcoal again, fifty fifty, just to give a customer what it would look like. It's good stuff. Anyways, yeah, that stuff's awesome. I really like that product, and um. Anyways, I guess the point is that we have to have a place that's heated. We can't um, when we move. I don't have people. I don't know how people do what we do if they don't have a heated shop with like plenty of room to work, to where they can get stuff all over the floor and it not matter. Like I don't know how you rent. How would we ever rent? How would we do that? Well, we do have grinders. <laughs> well, I guess that's true. But <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah. So what's the, what's I always wonder, and I've never asked you, what is the story with this picture? Ah. Some guy just painted that for me. Oh, seriously? Yeah. I thought you just found it here. No, no. I, it, some dude painted it for me I worked with, and I just brought it in here. That's I love it. <laughs> Are you serious? That's yes, the story. That's true. <laughs> that's, that does sound weird. It's right? not very exciting. <laughs> so we've been fortunate to have a place of business like this. I mean, I feel like we needed it. I mean, we might not need it anymore, but we really needed it when we were starting to have a place to practice and experiment and learn new things, don't you think? Yes. I don't, I don't know how you would do that, what we do if you didn't have a place to actually do like real world tests of things. I think most people in our industry do. They have they have that place that because we have to. If we don't, we have to. It's a complicated system. A lot of yeah. times you got to figure it out. You can't just show up on the job and redo the job. Well, my dad started the um, the business. We got involved with Increase Systems, which is the overlay company, and um, we didn't have a place to do stuff like this. We just had his our garage at our house, and like. The first thing we did was the front sidewalk. Yeah. Second, and it was orange. I don't know why we did orange on a brown house. 
So the second thing we did was we painted the orange sidewalk brown. Then the third thing we did was we did the little apron in front of the garage, and then we're out of we're out of places to practice. <laughs> so that was it. That was our training, and we went you know full force at that point. I think we, we polished did. your brother's barn the first time. Yeah, me and you polished it during the winter. I remember the section of his barn is just perfectly polished in the back. It's where he keeps like his hog feed and stuff. <laughs> but there's this one square that's the shiniest thing, shiniest job you've probably ever seen because we weren't <laughs> stopping until we figured it out. We did that right before Christmas. That one, um, the polished barn. And I remember we worked really long days right before Christmas because we were trying to get ready for that base, the Marine base we talked about in the first episode. Right. And um, we were like hardcore. We got to learn how to do this so we can go do that Marine base. <laughs> it seems so idiotic now in hindsight. We completed these 10 feet. We're ready for 100,000. <laughs> That's right. That's the way to do it though. Okay. So we're in the shop and this is where we like learn how to do things. This is where we um, learn new products, where we practice. Yep. This is where we meet and um, kind of go over things before we go to a job. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw the caulk machine over there. Mm-hmm. Why is that in here? Because <laughs> it just gave all, came off of a job. And we, we, we tested the caulk here, cut lines, filled it, made sure everything set up well. Only we had a, um, we had a problem. A big problem on the last <laughs> job. You got a, lot of, a bunch of new equipment over there. You got that new saw? Yes, Another, another Why do you keep buying stuff? Because of what happened <laughs> that we tested here in our shop because we had a place to test things out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so you have the caulk machine. It's, um, you want to show them? Let's show them. Okay. I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> I don't know how this stuff happens. It just looks so ghetto. I mean, it, it, thing, it looks like we made it. It looks homemade. <laughs> it and you paid thousands of dollars for that thing. Yes, it was expensive. It looks like, I mean, it looks like nothing. It's a... It's two five-gallon buckets and some hoses. But it's a game changer. We can do thousands of linear feet fast. Fast. Yeah. But on this job, the but last one we just used this one for. It was supposed to be easy, right? It's supposed to be easy. How could it be any easier than, than it mixes it and it, you know, does it? Squirts out the thing and goes in the line. Half of it was easy until the contractor called me for half of the warehouse. What are we doing? This looks awful. Sending me pictures. Really? I don't know. He sent pictures and stuff. And uh, you have part A and part B. Well, they didn't set up. It didn't set up? No. In so it was probably 4,000 linear feet of gooey mess inside of concrete joints. 4,000 feet. Probably. 13 football fields. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> That's unbelievable. And... uh to get it out was an absolute disaster. You look at the pictures and look at look at the video and just see what we had to do. It was a disaster. How'd you fix it? What'd you do to fix it? Well, we had to surely get, you didn't crawl and carve it out by hand, right? No, we had to um, <laughs> a lot of linear feet, right? So we had to yeah. get something else. You bought something else. Yeah. This. Can you see it? I love how it like flip it over. I would say they took apart a grinder. It's so smart. They took apart an angle grinder and it's like half of the grinder is on the saw, like down by the ground. And the other half, the handle is up by the handle. This is crazy. Yeah. Right. Right. Look, there's the grinder. Where's the ha- oh, and there's the handle. <laughs> Genius. Some of this stuff is like, why didn't we think of that? So, yeah. Anyways, that's brilliant. Yeah. So, 
that's what we had to go through to get the goo out, right? So you bought, yeah, now we have a lot of equipment. <laughs> and where do we keep all this stuff? It's in the trailer. In the shop. In the shop. In the shop. It's incredible how we did the hard part of the job, the hard part of the project. Polishing the floor. Yeah. And then absolutely screwing up the easy part. But you didn't really screw it up. It wasn't you. That's true. We were reimbursed. The company stepped up, reimbursed us. Hey, but they didn't reimburse labor. But anyway. We don't need to call. We won't call out the call company. No. No. They were good guys. They helped out. Free ad for U.S. sauce, though. You <laughs> like right. them a lot, don't you? That's right. Yeah. You want to move this stuff out of the way real quick? I don't want it messing up our background for the whole show. Sure. Anyways, I guess that comes to the, the, the title of the episode, The Government's Taking Our Building. Which is true, The Government's Taking Our Building. Um, this will be dust in a few weeks. It will be, yep. Yep, yep. So um, they need to widen the road. They're putting a new bridge in over there. And the new road's going to come right across the front of the building. And um, this is where we are, actually. doesn't really need to be torn down, I guess. But they can't tear down half of our building. And it's a lot going on here. And yep. um, so we got to start all over. What are we going to do? Now what? I don't know. We got to find a really junky place right in the middle of the action like this is. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to happen. <laughs> it's been cool being like right here in the city though, like right across from the airport. Um, Blue Angels come every couple of years and everybody and the brother comes up here and parks in our front yard and watches the show. It's fun. It's a good time. Right. Right. <laughs>